Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Congratulations, true crime addicts. We've survived another week. It is Friday, September 1st, 2023. This week, the Army has something up its sleeveys. A South Carolina student is shot dead for going to the wrong house. And Buster breaks his silence. All this and more. Stay tuned. Yes. Super excited. We are all pumped to have James Author Renner. James Renner. That James Renner has zeroed in. James Renner once again drops a bombshell. Investigative journalist Renner. reporter James Renner, who's been James on the podcast Renner. a long time. Local writer, James Renner. And welcome back to True Crime This Week with James Renner. Uh, it's a little different than True Crime This Week with Stacey Keach. But I hope you like it. Hey, um, welcome back to the show. We've it's a jam-packed show. You're gonna, there's lots of cool stories. Uh, Buster uh, Murdoch breaks his silence. I want to talk about that after after the break here in a little bit. I've got some top stories coming for you. Um, also, if you like if you like podcasts, and if you're listening to this, you probably do. Uh, I appear on this week's episode of Crawl Space with Tim and Lance. Go check that out. I'm talking about the murder of Lisa Pruitt. Oh, and I forgot to mention Walter's back this week. He's just back from rehab. Walter, thanks for manning the camera. Always good to have you here. Uh, also, this weekend I will be appearing at BoucherCon. That's the annual conference for thriller writers and furries, uh, which is in San Diego this year. So if you're in BoucherCon, come on down and, and say hello. Uh, let's get right to the top stories. Let's not waste any more time. The United States Army has charged a military doctor with alleged sexual assault involving up to 23 victims, according to the Washington Post. Major Michael Stocken worked as an anesthesiologist in the pain clinic at Joint Base Lewis-McChord until February 2022. The charges include abuse of sexual contact and indecent viewing. One victim who was there to get treatment for a back injury was told by Major Stocken to take off his pants and then Stocken gripped his genitals, which is apparently not standard procedure for a back injury. Ryan Gilds, a lawyer for the victim, said that he was deeply concerned about the lack of communication from the Army. In response, the Army said, now, on, on a serious note, I don't understand why there's a separate system of justice for people in the military. I've never really understood that. I might do an episode of the philosophy of crime at some point on that, 
Um, this seems like a straightforward case for a state court, which is, I think, what everybody would like to see, but this is, you know, so that's always been weird to me. Anyways, tip, typically cases like this, the way that if, if somebody in the army commits a crime, you typically go to the, uh, uh, the inspector general. There are several inspector generals that handle that. Inspectors general, I should say. And then there's an investigation. Now, these people also work for the army. So it's kind of like the army investigating the army. And like 99% of the time, they don't do anything. So the fact that they're actually moving against this guy and charging him with a crime must mean that there's some pretty damning evidence in this case. Um, now, you might think I'm a little lighthearted, a little funny about this, but really, this is kind of a major problem. So do a deep dive if you're interested. Google search the situation about how the Inspector General investigations work with the Army. Um, bottom line, the Army protects its own. So the fact that this case is even going forward is, is kind of an actu actually a pretty good step. So more on this, I'm sure. Sad story out of South Carolina this week. A 20-year-old University of South Carolina student was shot dead last Saturday after he accidentally tried to enter the wrong house on the block where he lives after coming home from a night out and about, according to CNN. Nicholas D'Onofrio was returning to the home where he lived on South Holly Street in Columbia, South Carolina. It's around 2 a.m. in the morning uh, when he ended up at the wrong house. When he couldn't get in, he started knocking loudly on the door and then began kicking it, apparently attempting to wake up his roommates. Now, anybody who's lived with lunkheads in, in college know that sometimes they're going to play little pranks on you like that. You come home late at night, they're not going to answer the door and, you know, just act silly. Well, D'Onofrio went a step further here, uh, got angry, busted a window in the door to try to reach the lock so he could get in, still thinking it's his house. Um, when he did so, the homeowner shot him in the chest. D'Onofrio collapsed on the porch and died from his wound. Authorities announced this week that the homeowner will not be charged with a crime as the state of South Carolina has a pretty strong stand-your-ground law that allows for such permanent solutions as this. It is not known if the homeowner ever attempted to speak with D'Onofrio to let him know he had the wrong place um, on a, in a house on a street with college kids before opening fire. D'Onofrio's death follows the report of a Missouri teen who was shot in the head in April after ringing the wrong doorbell, and a woman in upstate New York was shot after pulling into the wrong driveway recently. Perhaps these cases have something to do with the fact that the United States has more than twice as many guns as people, making it the most heavily armed nation on the planet by far. But I'm no math, math magician, as they say. Um, it definitely, it's, it's weird though, because don't we have all these guns so that we're less fearful? It seems to be doing the reverse. I'm doing, I know I'm doing too much soapbox standing this episode, but there's, there's a lot of stories like this in the news this week, and it's a little disconcerting. Maybe it was that super full moon this week or something. I think everybody was acting just a little off this week. Maybe it's just me, but I, I think I totally noticed that. Let's go. Final top story this week. Prosecutors in Chicago 
have dropped all felony charges against an Iowa man who was arrested in 2021 after they found guns and ammunition in a hotel room that he'd booked that overlooked a popular tourist attraction, according to the Associated Press. This is an interesting case. I want to get into the details a little bit. Uh, Keegan Castile had been charged with aggravated unlawful, unlawful use of a weapon, but police could not directly connect him with any direct plan to harm people, though bringing a cache of guns into a hotel raises some red flags after the massacre in Las Vegas several years ago. Castile was staying at the W Hotel on the 4th of July, 2021, when a housekeeper found the guns, including a rifle with a laser sight, on a windowsill of his 12th floor room that looked out over the Navy Pier, a major tourist attraction along Lake Michigan. Strangely, one of the items seized by police at the time was a diamond ring, which Castile used to propose to his girlfriend immediately after being released from jail. I don't think that's good timing. Castile, I don't know what she said either. That was not in the report. I'm, I'm kind of curious. Castile said he packed the weapons by mistake and left them in the room while he went for a walk in the city. Now, I once packed swim trunks by mistake on a trip to Maine, but not realizing that you've packed a rifle in your bag until you reach the hotel is kind of like next level distraction, I guess. Castile pleaded guilty to reckless conduct and misdemeanor and paid a $500 fine. I guess we'll never really know where that story was going. Those are the top stories. After the break, Buster Murdoch breaks his silence. The Lady of the Dunes case is solved, as, as well as a couple other cold cases. You're going to want to hear these stories. Stay tuned. I'll be right back in two and two. Please hang up and try again. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And welcome back to the Sunday Night Movie. This week, the Malagra Beanfield Wars. Buster Murdoch broke his silence this week about his thoughts on his father Alex's conviction in the murder of his mother and brother in an interview with Fox Nation. Buster says he does not believe his father is guilty and said the jury was tainted by the articles and online news that they had read prior to the trial. He says he is now fearful of his own life because the real killer is still out there saying, quote, when I go to bed at night, I have a fear that there is somebody else still out there, end quote. Personally, I think the only thing Buster has to fear is being caught in the sun without proper SPF protection up here. Or maybe not. The Lady of the Dunes mystery was officially closed this week after 50 years. In 1974, a woman's body was discovered in Provincetown's Race Point Dunes. The woman had died from a blow to the head and was nearly decapitated. Over the years, the mystery gained national attention, and everybody online seemed to have a theory about who this was, what would have happened. Stephen King's son, by the way, Joe Hill, even suggested that this woman might have been a background extra in the movie Jaws. She remained unidentified until last year when genetic genealogy linked the body to Ruth Marie Terry, who disappeared in 1974. Massachusetts police now say her killer was her husband, Guy Moldavin who passed away in 2002, according to NBC Boston. They were married just six months before her murder. Um, one of the reasons they think it's probably likely Moldovan is uh, he was also a suspect in the brutal killing of his ex-wife and stepdaughter in Seattle in 1960. So this guy had, uh, had a history, lots of wives disappearing, ending up dead. So I'll buy it. Police in Towson, Maryland, arrested... Is that Towson? I'm going to get comments, aren't I, on this one. Uh, they arrested a man this week for a string of rapes dating back to the 1970s, according to WBAL-TV. 70-year-old James Scheip is currently in custody, suspected of raping at least five women in Baltimore County between 1978 and 1986. Each attack involved a white man entering a ground-level apartment through unlocked doors or windows, who then cut phone lines before leaving his victims behind. He had a very specific MO. A smart-thinking physician is credited for the solve. Dr. Rudiger Breitenecker, 
I like his popcorn. Uh, Breitnecker preserved evidence from the victims on microscope slides, which were recently used to link Scheib to the crimes. Really smart, forward-thinking guy. Remember, the first DNA case uh, didn't happen in the United States until 1987. This guy was thinking about it in 1978. Very cool. Authorities in Arizona this week announced that they have solved a decades-old cold case, according to azfamily.com. On June 13, 1987, 23-year-old Kathy Sposito rode her bike out to Thumb Butte Trail in Prescott, Arizona to go for a hike. Not, not long after she arrived, hikers in the area heard a woman screaming for help, but by the time anybody could get to her, she was already dead. She'd been stabbed and shot in the eye. Police say recently tested familial DNA from the crime scene proves that a young man named Brian Scott Bennett was the murderer. At the time Sposito was killed, Bennett was only 16 years old. It now looks like she was only the first victim of what could have been a burgeoning serial killer. In April of 1990, Bennett sexually assaulted another woman on that same trail. Then in July of that year, while attending a party, Bennett tried to rape a woman who'd gone to lay down in a bedroom. Witnesses were able to bust down the door in that situation, but Bennett ran away. He was later arrested for that crime, but then acquitted due to conflicting testimonies. Then in 1993, Bennett kidnapped a woman at a post office and sexually assaulted her. He was again arrested, but was released due to lack of evidence. This idiot kept getting lucky. Um, Bennett died by suicide in 1994. While reviewing evidence in Bennett's second attack, police found a familial match to Bennett and his brother. Then Arizona police exhumed Bennett's body last year and testing revealed that Brian Bennett's DNA directly matched the sample from the Sposito murder. Cases closed. Let's go over to weird news. This is, I, I like this one. This is, uh, no doubt about it, this is weird news. A district judge in Florida this week ruled that Burger King must face a class action lawsuit that has been filed claiming false advertising, according to USA Today. Plaintiffs in several states, including Florida, Ohio, Massachusetts, and Arizona, are suing the king because the size of the Whoppers in their advertisement appear much bigger than the quarter pound burgers they receive at checkout. The suit claims the Whoppers the customers bought were 35% smaller than those advertised. The King's a shower, not a grower, uh, right? Uh, this latest lawsuit comes on the heels of a similar suit that was filed in March by a Chicago man who says the boneless wings he got from BW3s were actually chicken breast tenders dressed up in fancy hot sauce. True story. In a related note, I have a sneaking suspicion that Dairy Queen's hot dogs are being made with fewer lips and assholes this year. Over to pop culture. There's a new true crime docuseries premiering on Hulu this week. This Wednesday, the streamer will release Never Let Him Go. Here's the write-up. You're going to want to check this out. In December 1988, Scott Johnson... A gay American mathematician was found dead beneath a cliff in Sydney, Australia. His death was quick, quickly determined to be suicide, but Steve Johnson, Scott's older brother, had doubts and would spend the next 35 years trying to solve the mystery of Scott's death. He could have never imagined the tinderbox he would crack open, 
a wave of anti-gay violence which was systematically ignored for decades. That'll be a good one. Let's jump over this week. Uh, this week's book is Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson. It is the top true crime audiobook this week, according to Amazon.com. Brian Stevenson, Stevenson was a young lawyer when he founded the Equal Justice Initiative, a legal practice dedicated to defending those most desperate and in need, the poor, the wrongly condemned, and women and children trapped in the furthest reaches of our criminal justice system. One of the first cases was that of Walter McMillan, a young man who was sentenced to die for a notorious murder he insisted he didn't commit. The case drew Brian into a tangle of conspiracy, political machination, and legal brinksmanship, and transformed his understanding of mercy and justice forever. Just Mercy is at once an unforgettable account of an idealistic, gifted young lawyer's coming of age, a moving window into the lives of those he defended, and an inspiring argument for compassion in the pursuit of true justice. Sounds cool. Check it out on uh, Audible. And um, that's Just Mercy. And that's the that's the show for this week. Went, went by quick. We're now in September. The leaves are turning. But the weekend is here, and that's always reason to celebrate. So go out and have fun this weekend. And in the words of the incomparable Mary Soul, Saul, the godfather of Cleveland Radio, that means we got to, 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 get down, damn it. True Crime This Week is a fearful symmetry production. Photo and artwork are licensed through Shutterstock. If you like the cut of my jib, I have another podcast you might enjoy called The Philosophy of Crime, in which I attempt to solve the big questions behind our true crime obsession by looking to philosophy for answers. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Sit, Brownie, sit. Good dog.